1: It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, new sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and let's take good times in. Tomorrow's gonna be better than today
0: everybody, welcome to Grilling at the Green here on AM 860, The Answer, the Golf News Network and 17 or 18 different platforms and streaming services out there. I'm JT and this is where we talk to the truly interesting people of the world of golf, uh, the characters, curmudgeons and carefree souls that make this game fun and interesting. And my guest today is not a curmudgeon. She may be a carefree soul. We'll find out about that in a minute. Uh, We've got Samantha Marks with us today, formerly from Golf Channel. Now, before we say hi to Samantha, I want to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended, and also Gunter Wilhelm Knives and Ben Hogan Golf Quality uh, Clubs at factory direct prices. So, Samantha, welcome.
2: Hey, how are you? Glad to be here.
0: I'm glad that it's been a long time since I talked to you. <laughs> Actually, I've never talked no, to Samantha. It's awesome, so, all right. So, we got to get a little background on you before. Uh, before we really jump into things here, you grew up in Florida, you, you, you played college golf at two separate colleges. Uh, You finished up there at at, uh, Arkansas, I think kind of tell us a little bit about your upbringing and how you really got into playing golf and then competitive golf at the college level.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, My dad played from a fairly young age and um, got my mom into the game when they first uh, started dating and got married. And then I came along and I was like, you know, the little typical golf prodigy. Um, and we had a lot of great times growing up, um, with all three of us playing and, you know, my mom and dad are still very good golfers. They both carry about a five or six handicap pretty consistently. So, um, couple club champions, um, you know, all the fun stuff that makes for good, healthy family competition. So it was really fun to grow up in that environment and have somebody near you who, you know, you took credibility from and you knew could play and teach you the game. So I had a couple of different coaches growing up. Um, but when it came to came to going to school, I Decided to go to the University of North Carolina, and that ended up not being the right fit for me, which is totally fine. Sure. Um, I ended up going to the University of Arkansas after my second year at UNC, and it was just an, an amazing change for me. And it was much more like a family dynamic that I was wanting to have and and wanting to buy into in a team. And um, was there for three years. And, uh, then I decided that I didn't want to play anymore. And, um, I was studying, I was studying TV broadcasting at the time and decided to go into that. And, um, I was a news anchor for two years and then decided I didn't want to do that anymore and got back into (laughs) golf, worked at golf channel. um, lots of different, um, like mood changes there in the past few years that we've landed on our feet now. And now I own a digital marketing agency that's booming and we can't keep up with the clients that we have. And it's just a great spot to be in. And um, that's kind of where I'm at now. And I still try to play like once a week or so doesn't always happen, but um, that's the goal.
0: Yeah. I follow you. Uh, well, I think we actually follow each other on, on Twitter. And so when you post this stuff, when you've been out there playing, it's always fun to see what you've done and the comments that you make there. It's uh Uh, it's just nice to, to, you know, kind of, kind of watch your progression in this. Did you ever have any aspirations um, to, to play on the LPGA tour?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, that was my dream up until I was probably my senior year in school um, at Arkansas. I, it was just kind of the default route, like what was going to happen next. And then I realized that, you know, I didn't really like it as much as I thought I did. And I think that I, I love competing and I love doing that kind of stuff that competitive drive, the the matches, the qualifying, but I didn't like practicing. <laughs> <laughs> You're obviously not going to make it on the LPGA tour if you don't practice. So I think it was just kind of a realization of that golf had had a very, um, very pressuring relationship in my life for a long time. And I wanted to step away from that. And, and I did. And now, I mean, I see golf in just such a different way. And that was really important to me um, when kind of stepping back into the game.
0: Well, you've seen it from an aspect that very few people actually get to do do. Um, and how big of a a leap was it in your opinion to go from like, um, playing at Arkansas to actually making it on the tour. I mean, I'm not talking about you personally, but you've seen it. You've seen the transitions from people playing at that level in the college golf, but then to actually take that step and make it on the tour and be able to play tour events, how kind of tell us how difficult you think that is. And, and what, um, you know, what people have to go through.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's grueling. It's difficult. It's worse than probably anybody thinks that it is. Um, I mean, I've got friends that are, that are still out there trying to make it, you know, surviving off of sponsorship money or have a second job or working at a golf course or working at Chick-fil-A or, you know, it's just, it's not glamorous. Like people think that it is. And obviously, you know, there are people who stand out from the rest that are going to, play their way up to the top faster, like the Nelly Cordas, the Jessica Cordas, those kind of players. But for people coming out of college, unless you're, you know, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and in the qualifying school or in, in college, I mean, it's going to be a hard grind. And you're playing for those paychecks that are not even enough to cover your expenses at the event. And that was just something that I didn't think was for me because I'd already put so much pressure on myself. The performance such a high level in college let alone put pressure on myself to put food on the table right so that was just something that i once i once i kind of sat down and realized that that's how it was going to be i just wasn't that interested in that um so i think it's very difficult it's even more difficult for men <clears throat> excuse me Bless you. Um, allergies over here um a little bit more difficult for men because there are so many more male players but it co- I mean, it directly correlates with the less amount of money that you get for women. So, it's hard, it's tough, and I think that you know the the Twitter accounts that are coming out, like the Monday Q um, guy Ryan and people like that, are are who's going to make the future of the game. So, I think those kind of people are important and bring more awareness to really how difficult that is is important for growing the game.
0: Was it were you harder on yourself or were the coaches and the staff and the other teammates of what they expected of you? Which, Um, which was harder?
2: I think it was, it was mostly self-driven. Like, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, your coaches and your team, they want you to succeed and they want you to play well. But at the end of the day, they're not the ones in your head going like you have to make this putt or like you have to shoot this or you have to do that. And I mean, I get that that's a knee issue, you know, but that just was something that I had to kind of, realized that my quote unquote sanity um, and my happiness level was just meaning a little bit of a shift.
0: Yeah, I, you know, you notice that, um, of course, I'm in the media business. And so I I read stuff and see stuff that probably a lot of people, consumers, if you will, miss. But you can always tell, at least I can, because I'm older than dirt, that, um but the people are, are making it harder on themselves. They're not happy. And, and you have to sit back and say, man, why don't you do something, you know, take a break, do something, you know, chill out a little bit. And I don't want to just use a bunch of metaphors like that, but uh, if you're not happy, I don't care if you're a professional golfer, if you're a chef, if you're a housewife, whatever you are, if you're not happy, uh, it's going to be a rough go all the way around. I yeah. think.
2: Yeah, you're exactly right. And I think that I just came to a realization where that had become more important to me. Um, I realized, you know, that I was at the prime of my life, 22, 23 years old, and I didn't want to feel like I was backed into a corner anymore um, or feel like I was. And that's me backing myself into a corner, but sure. I, I didn't feel I didn't want to feel like that anymore. And I realized that that was on me. And if that meant that I had to step away from the game for a little while, and then come back to it where I'm at now, I'm in such a better place, um, with my relationship with golf. So I, I don't regret anything that I've done up to this point. Um, it was hard to do it at the time because, you know, it's something that you've known your whole life. That was just going to be my next step was to try to play and, And when I didn't, you know, I figured it out.
0: Good. We're talking with Samantha Marks, uh, formerly of Golf Channel. I know you saw her and heard her there. We're going to take a break. And Samantha and I will be back right after this on Grilling at the Green. Hi, everybody. It's JT. And this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. Don't forget our friends down at Langdon Farms Grill if you're coming through the Northwest. Right off of I-5 south of Portland in Aurora there, they've got some great food specials along with their golf specials. That is Langdon Farms there. If you want some more information about us or have any questions, it's real easy. You can send it to uh, info at net. And like I said, we're talking with Samantha Marks, formerly of Golf Channel, um, and now she's got her own Um, marketing company digital marketing mostly isn't it
2: that is correct
0: yeah and it's called scram (laughs) i love that
2: it is have you realized what it means yet
0: uh samantha samantha marks marketing
2: it's marks backwards
0: ah okay i guess i never looked at it that hard very
2: that was my nickname growing up um and i just to kind of run with it so it's it's super fun and it's i feel like it's catchy and uh i like the i like the, the phrase of it
0: yeah now that i know what it is um <laughs> so so what do you do at scram
2: yes when i when i was at golf channel we my team worked a lot on the website side the twitter side the content side, you know, posting articles from our head writers or senior writers. um, And I kind of got engulfed into Twitter, which is, I mean, where we connected you and me as well, and um, started just kind of being very candid and open and about what I was thinking about golf, about what I was doing during the day. And it turns out that people were pretty interested in it. So I kind of got a following and had some people reach out to me when I was close close to nearing my Nearing the end of my time at Golf Channel, asking if I did any social media management or marketing help, and and I was glad to help, although I didn't really know what that meant for me. You know, like what does that mean? I was still I was still looking for other jobs, and I kind of got enough clients to where I didn't have to find a formal job. So sure. Started my own, started my own company, and um, it's been great. I hired three people within the last couple of weeks, and. Um, I'm just feeling really positive and, and great about where the company's going. And we do everything from social media management, websites, photography, videography, um, you know, graphics, content production, analytics. I kind of try to to be a one-stop shop for people, um, because I feel like that's something that, that business owners don't like is dealing with several different, um, people at once. So that's kind of what I'm
0: trying to do. And and we've done a pretty good job of it so far. So it's been really fun. I got to tell you, Samantha, every day, and I'm not making this up, every day I must get 20 to 30 emails about we can help you with your website. We can help you with your, um, you know, social media platforms. We can help you. That's fine. I mean, they're just shooting out in the dark. They're doing some fishing. I get that. but. Again, when you, if you kind of drill down a little bit and you read that, they really don't do everything that just somebody like myself, cause I, I do a lot of it myself. I don't post stuff on my websites. I've got three different websites for different shows and stuff, but they yeah. don't, they don't do all the posting in that. Um, Or they'll they'll want to just manage like, okay your your Twitter and your Instagram, your Facebook, that that's what we do. okay well, that's part of it. But in a show like this or my other show, which is syndicated. It doesn't. Reach some people, so we have to still kind of deal in the analog world, if you will, also to reach those people, you know, Uh, and so I think that's a smart move. Uh, on your part to be able to handle those things, because no, you don't want to be writing checks to three different companies every month that are basically working in the same field.
2: Yeah. And that's what I felt like was missing. And what I noticed from different people I've spoken to in the industry was just like, there's, I don't want to have to handle all of this. I don't have the time to handle all of this and make sure everything's going right they almost like needed a middleman, which is kind of what I, what I was aspiring to be. Um, you know, so instead of, you know, I, I went and saw a client today and they needed a website and social media management. Well, instead of them hiring someone for the website separately, I just told them that I would handle it and I would build them a Scram marketing. Then I was then the website company would send me an invoice and I would pay them. So it's just, it's just eliminating that other step that people might not think is a big deal, but it really is. So it's just, honestly, I I try to, it's stupid maybe, but I just try to say that I just try to make your life easier. That's all I'm trying to do here.
0: (laughs) No, it's not stupid. It's brilliant actually, because I can tell you when, when you were in school, not even college, but when you were in high school and stuff, the, the digital stuff really started to take hold the website productions and stuff really started to take hold and a lot of people, and I was one of them raised my hand in a guilty plea here, your honor is that you got some, Hey, my, I know a guy over here, Bob, he, he builds websites. So you talk to Bob, Bob has built a couple websites, but they really don't do, in the long run what you need done, but you don't know that because you're just kind of it's all new. It's all new. Yeah. And so you're working with Bob and all of a sudden Bob gets his feathers ruffled or something. And then your site's not being taken care of or uh email account goes down and, and Bob's out fishing for a week or whatever it is. You know, it yeah. And and those things happen. And I'm not the only, you know, business guy out there uh that 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 happened to i know large companies that that happened to and whether you're talking about golf or food or baseball or whatever in today's age you really can't have that you've got to have somebody that's the tip of the spear so to speak in managing those things
2: exactly yeah and i think it's it's so ongoing and that's something that is for me, like a blessing and a curse, you know, it's, it's trying to figure out the the balance of, um, realizing that sometimes I need to shut down my comu- computer, <laughs> Yeah. but there's just always something to be done. And, um, I think that it's, it's just been really fun and I'm, I'm trying to figure it out and it's a trial and error period for me as well. So, um, as I said, like my whole goal is to just, make your make people's lives easier and i feel like with the clients that i've had and the feedback i've gotten that's definitely the case so far so i gotta be doing something right
0: absolutely uh we're talking with samantha marks here and uh sam and i will be back in just a few minutes here on grilling at the green please stay with us hey it's jt and this part of grilling at the green is brought to you in part by ben hogan golf check them out online at benhogangolf.com Hey, welcome back here to Grilling at the Green. We would like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended. Ben Hogan Golf Tour Quality Clubs at Factory Direct Prices. Uh, you can check them out online at benhogangolf.com. We're talking with Samantha Marks, uh, formerly from Golf Channel, and now has Scram Marketing. She's still based in Florida. And um, you grew up there, didn't you, Sam, in Florida?
2: Ben, I yeah.
0: Can't get away from that nice weather.
2: Well, I will tell you what it is. uh, It is cold for Florida today. It is like forty-five degrees and windy, which is not um, what I live here for. (laughs) So, if we could do something about that, that would be very much appreciated.
0: Well, you just come up to the northwest, dear. We'll we'll show you what cold is.
2: (laughs) No the thing it's supposed to be cold up there it is like it's not supposed to be cold down
0: here yeah i get it i get it i lived in that's
2: my problem
0: yeah well i lived in arizona too um in my life and spent a lot of time in the south in florida and georgia and that and um you know it would it always tickled me when people when i'd be down in those areas and they'd say man it's cold and i'm walking around in like a t-shirt you know they're like yeah um yeah your clients, Sam, are they, uh, are they my, m- mostly in the golf world or are they other things?
2: I've got both. I've got, a, I've got several within the golf and sports industry. And then I've got some other random, uh, boutiques in town. Some I got a mortgage company, a roofing company. Um, but I've also got like a sports psychologist who works on tour, a couple instructors. Um, so it's, you know a mixed bag but it's great because it gives me kind of flexibility to you know step into those different roles and become those different characters so it's been it's been fun kind of expanding my expanding my reach
0: good now i'm going to ask you a couple questions here and if if you don't want to answer them you don't have to obviously but i know people are interested in it did you guys know a long time ahead of time before they pulled the plug on golf channel in Florida and decided to not the actual physical move, but did you guys know it was coming? The golf, um, golf yes, channel scam You
2: asked that. I was just talking about that today with somebody else. And I feel like some people knew. Um, and most of those people were higher up in the company and they were people who were in the building more frequently. So me and my team worked mostly from home because we worked after the golf round was finished on TV, which is usually late at night.
1: Sure.
2: Um, so we worked from home a lot and didn't really go into the office. So when we had a code red called for a meeting, um, I mean, me and the other younger guys on my team were like, well, I don't know what this is about. You know, it's, we had no idea. Um, this was early 2020. Um, Right before, like right before COVID hit, like mm-hmm. I want to say it was February or March, and um, after that they just started phasing people out, and and we knew from there that you know like most of us knew that our end was near, so to speak, and kind of just had to stick it out. But uh, but yeah, I mean we did know um, early last year, but apart from that, um, I would say that I. I didn't know as much as I should have probably. <laughs>
0: sure, sure. No, I understand. Did once you kind of got the the understanding of what was happening, did you start thinking about starting your own marketing firm at that point? Or did you have to go a little further through the process and kind of realize that, yes, this is really happening? Because I've been in those situations in my life, in my career, where you you know you had the code red meeting, as you called it, but you really did not know precisely how it was going to affect you in the long run, you know, because yeah,
2: exactly. sometimes they'll tell you me, stuff and
0: it's not really the way it's going to happen.
2: Yeah. I think for me, um, I, I didn't know, I knew when my last day was and it was just kind of like make it till then and figure it out for me. And for most of us, I wanted to make it till then to get my severance package right sure um so you know you stick it out and it's it's hard to stick out a job when you know there's no there's an end to it kind of um but I don't know I mean I didn't think about that at that point I was interviewing with several other companies to you know transition into a different role in golf media and I was looking at equipment companies and being social media managers for them I was looking at you know, some different golf outlets as well. And, um, then COVID hit. So it just kind of was a perfect storm of things that I think left a lot of people kind of screwed. Um, so, I mean, it sucks, but luckily for me, I, you know, landed on my feet and I'm in a way better position than I've ever been. And, and that's great, but it was definitely never a dream of mine to have my own business at all. No.
0: Sure. Now you did both some on-camera stuff and then a lot of behind-the-scenes, the digital stuff. Which did you prefer? Did you enjoy grabbing a microphone once in a while and talking to one of the players?
2: Yeah, I, I love doing that because, I i mean, I majored in that. I was a news anchor for a couple of years out of college, and, and I'm very comfortable in front of the camera, and I can... I can talk and I can, you know, make it look natural and I can be comfortable in that situation. And so it was fun doing that kind of stuff. I wish I would have been able to do more, um, but I'm very grateful for what I was able to do at Golf Channel and the things that I was able to produce for them. Um, but I mean, the, obviously, with a background like mine, you would want to be doing that um, all the time. So I, I, it was really fun, though. Well, I did get to do it for sure.
0: So I got to ask you another question, you know, every once in a while on the golf channel and the, the most classic one was when, uh, David Duvall and Brandel got into it. I don't know. It was us open or something a few years ago. And I, and it really got people's attention was there. And I don't want, you don't have to name names or anything. That's not what I'm getting at, but was I've worked in television too. And, You know, it's always amazed me that people can sit down on the set, the red light goes on, everybody's smiling, and when the red light goes off and they're done, they don't speak to each other. Uh, Was there any tensions like that around there ever? Probably more so, I would think, as they were making this big transition to shut it down and move north.
2: I never, I mean, I've never had a situation like that um, or seen a situation like that in that building. Uh Everybody was the nicest people i could have ever cool. worked with i shared a desk with um trevor emelman sat directly in front of me and ryan burr so we were basically like looking at each other because <laughs> they were like these little open office areas yeah. and then yeah. um i had jaime diaz right across from me who loved to talk um <laughs> would just come over and sit there and talk with you all day and um cara banks was an angel we, we were we are still great friends Chantel um everyone i mean had a great relationship and everybody was was super fun and and outgoing and always wanted to talk about golf which i mean it's crazy that you can get paid to talk about golf in that scenario with some of the best in the in the world at what they do so i don't know I mean, I I haven't seen anything like that, um, and that's not me defending them. No, no, I, I don't have to, I don't have to defend them anymore. So yeah, no, <laughs> I'm I understand. Just giving you a straight up answer. I, I know what you're I know what you're referencing for sure. I just um, I didn't see that as part of the culture, which is obviously I'm very thankful for.
0: Well, good. I'm I'm actually happy to hear that. I truly am. And speaking of happy to hear happy to hear something, if I can speak in a formidable sentence, there. Here's our buddy Bruce Furman.
1: This is Bruce Furman, I'm the Director of Instruction out at Langdon Farms. I'll give you a couple tips for people that fight hooks and slices. If you fight a hook, you may want to feel a little more of a left side dominant swing. You might want to feel more of a pull in your swing. So you may feel a, for a right-handed player a firmer left hand grip and a firmer left side and a good body rotation. Um, if you fight a slice, you're going to kind of do the opposite. You're going to feel more of a push in your swing. You're going to feel more of a throwing motion. You're going to feel more of a right side dominant swing. Might feel a little bit like a, a tennis topspin sh- swing or skipping a rock on the lake. So. If you're fighting a slice, you want to be firmer with the left side and good body rotation. If you're fighting a hook, you want to feel maybe more right side, more of a throwing motion with your right side, feeling like the arms are almost passing your body. And if you do those two things, I think uh, you can help yourself if you're fighting too much of a hook or too much of a slice. I hope that helps you.
0: Thank you, Bruce. We appreciate that. You can find out more about Bruce Furman and his clinics and his uh, teaching uh, just go to the Langdon Farms website, click on instruction, drop down menu. You follow it. You know you do that a million times a day anymore. So do that. Uh, Samantha and I are going to be back in just a minute. So don't go away. You're listening to Grilling at the Green. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. Today, we've got Samantha Marks with us, formerly from Golf Channel, and now she's got Scram Marketing. If you need some digital marketing on your business, uh, look Samantha up, and we'll have her give websites and stuff before the end of the show here. But um, she can probably help you out. Ah, uh, quite a bit. What was your most enjoyable, singular thing if there was one, Samantha, at Golf Channel?
2: Um, I would say definitely masters week when um, when Tiger won. Oh yeah, um, we didn't ever go. Our team never really worked in the office, like I said, because we worked a lot of late nights after the event. And we did go into the office every major. So we would work together for a couple of days in the office, see everybody's face, every major. And mind you, this is just our small team, our digital team. So, but I was the only girl in the group and it was fun, you know, talking crap with the guys and everything. And (laughs) and we would all meet, we would all meet on major weeks. And the major, my uh, first major week was, was Augusta. And of course, Tiger wins in 2019. And it was just, I I'll never forget like the feeling in the room when when Tiger won. People were just in in shock, you know. Yes. Um. And where our where our offices and our desks were, we're right in the middle of the newsroom. So it was super fun to kind of have. You know, you got to see everybody, and everybody's looking up at the TV, like, "Did this really happen?" Mm-hmm. You know, like, and just finally this breath of. I would say kind of relief for me, at least, you know, watching him growing up and seeing everything that he's both been through and put himself through. Right. Um, and so I would say that was probably my fondest memory and something I'll never forget. And and the days, the days preceding it and the days after it were, I mean, insane, right? Like it was the most content we've pushed in a long time, but it was something that was definitely necessary to what was going on in the sports world. And so it was just, it was just a feeling that I'll never forget and something where I felt very part of the community and very, um, very bonded with the people I was working with. So it was super fun.
0: I got to tell you that we had a couple of couples over to our home and we were watching it. We, we normally do that at Masters, and, uh, We don't do it like at the, the open, the British open, because I don't want those people in my house at four o'clock in the morning. But anyway, um, when Tiger won, all four of us stood up, you know, I don't remember if we clapped or not, but it was such a, it was such a big deal that we all just stood up and went, wow, can you believe that? You know, isn't that great? And so it, it was a really defining moment in our sport and it was a defining moment for Tiger. It was a defining moment for people like you who were right in the middle of it and putting out content. So, uh, you know, we all shared a bit of history right there. I think that was really good.
2: Yeah, no, it definitely was. I mean, I even remember it in the tour championship the year before I was watching with a friend, um, up in Colorado when I lived there and I started crying. Um, and I would, Cause that was really the first time tiger had been, you know, quote unquote back yeah. since everything. And, and I just started crying and my friends who like, didn't play golf were like, what is wrong with you? I like, <laughs> don't understand how big of a deal this is, you know? Yes. So it was some, some very fond memories are tied to, uh, to that man, which is, might be weird, but that's okay. yeah
0: I'm, I'm older than he is by a good sh- stretch and yet i still feel like i grew up with him watching him yeah and uh there's i was in another another sport if you will for a long time and i'll tell you when you see something that's that good that close to perfection and you know all the work and everything that went into it it is just a pleasure a true joy at times to watch it and i'm an unabashed tiger fan i'm sorry but that's just me And, uh, yeah,
2: I'm, I'm right there with you.
0: Yeah. And he's done so much for us. Um, I'm still rooting for him. So there you go. We we've got just a a little bit left here and I don't know, we'll decide after we get off, we've wrapped this up. If you can stay for a few minutes for after hours, if you can't, we'll do it another time. But, um, how can people find you?
2: Yeah. So I've got a a pretty fun Twitter, um, which is maybe the best place to find me at Samantha S. Mark. M-A-R-K-S is how you spell my last name. And then my Instagram is the same. And my website, if you need any digital marketing help, is grammarketing.com. And it's been um, it's been a good ride. And I, I like to be very raw and authentic and open on social media. And that's something that I pride myself in is being different in that aspect where, you know, a lot of people are just try to show the highlight reels. And I, I like to show the ups and the downs. So yeah. um, love it if you join me there.
0: Yeah. Well, I follow you there. So it's, it's fun. I'm never disappointed in what Sam has to say or (laughs) post there. So Samantha Marks um, with Ram marketing now, formerly of golf channel. And uh, we really thank you for taking the time to be with us today. And we'll, of course, we'll figure it out. If she can be in after hours or not, she may not have time, but if she does, that'll be fun too. And I'll be in. Let's do it. Okay. And I'm, I'll be back next week, folks. With another addition, if my voice doesn't completely crack here, uh, of Grilling at the Green. Until then, have some fun and be kind to people out there. Take care. Grilling at the
1: Green is produced by JTSD Productions, LLC, in association with Salem Media Group, all rights reserved.